straight, disabled, and not disabled. Americans who sent a message to the world that we have never been a collection of red states and blue states. We are, and always will be, the United States of America. It's the answer that led those who have been told for so long by so many to be cynical and fearful and doubtful of what we can achieve to put their hands on the arc of history and bend it once more toward the hope of a better day. Obama added, it's been a long time coming, but tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. Humbly recognizing that he was never the likeliest candidate for this office, the president-elect expressed gratitude to all the working men and women who dug into what little savings they had to give $5 and $10 and $20 to this cause. He channeled President Abraham Lincoln in thanking the Millions of Americans who volunteered and organized and proved that more than two centuries later, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people has not perished from this earth. Acknowledging that uniting a nation torn apart by partisan smears and eight years of incompetence will not be easy, Obama reminded the 125,000 Americans assembled at Grant Park that it was a man from this state who first carried the banner of the Republican Party to the White House. As Lincoln said to a nation far more divided than ours, we are not enemies, but friends. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. Obama continued, and to those Americans whose support I have yet to earn, I may not have won your vote, but I hear your voices. I need your help, and I will be your president too. He extended an olive branch not only to those in the United States who did not vote for him, but also to those citizens of other nations who could not. Reaching out to an international audience yearning for a break with the failed policies and deceptive rhetoric of President George W. Bush, the first-term senator told all those watching tonight from beyond our shores that our stories are singular, but our destiny is shared, and a new dawn of American leadership is at hand. To all of those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, Tonight, we proved once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth, but from the enduring power of our ideals, democracy, liberty, opportunity, and unyielding hope, Obama assured the citizens of the world. And the citizens of the world assured Obama that they believed in him and in the enduring power of democracy, liberty, opportunity, and hope to lift up the downtrodden, to give voice to the ignored, and to reestablish diplomatic relations with nations spurned by the worst president in American history, with the possible exception of President James Buchanan. The citizens of the world echoed Obama's sentiments that night. For millions, possibly billions, of citizens of foreign countries, the 2008 presidential election concludes what a French editor termed the glorious epic of Barack Obama and brings the narrative that everyone wants to return to, that America is the land of extraordinary opportunity and possibility where miracles happen. It allowed us all to dream a little, a Venezuelan activist told the New York Times. A British barrister said that people feel he is a part of them because he has this multiracial, multiethnic, and multinational dimension which creates a personal connection. An African scholar lauded Obama for being a successful negotiator of identity margins, and an Indian official praised Obama for promising genuine multilateralism. In his victory speech, Obama also emphasized that the union can be perfected, a remarkably optimistic statement that summed up the feelings of those who needed hope after losing their jobs and homes, those who took to the streets when the networks projected a winner, and those who wept tears of joy 
because an extraordinary African and American man had just been elected the next president of the most powerful nation on earth. More than a century after Lincoln led the nation through the bloodiest war in its history, proclaimed the abolition of slavery in rebellious states, and was fatally shot on the eve of the nation's greatest triumph over oppression, another ambitious Illinois lawyer proclaimed victory over those who sought to prop up a house divided. The climax of Obama's victory speech, however, arrived in the form of the compelling story of Ann Nixon Cooper, a 106-year-old woman born not long after the demise of slavery, punctuating the centenarian's ringside view of American history with refrains of, yes, we can, Obama described how Cooper came into the world at a time when there were no cars on the road or planes in the sky, when someone like her couldn't vote for two reasons, because she was a woman and because of the color of her skin. He described how at a time when women's voices were silenced and their hopes dismissed.